You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, ooh, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and in the past, all a king had to do was look respectable in uniform and not fall off his horse. Now we must invade people's homes and ingratiate ourselves with them. This family's been reduced to those lowest, basest of all creatures. We've become hunks. Nice. And I'm Carter. What are you doing? Get up! You can't sit there. Get up! Why not? It's a chunk. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good. I really, mm. really wanted one of you to just be like, chunkity, 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 chunk, chunk, chunk. I thought about it. <laughs> uh, hey, Doge. Yeah. Why? Oh, yeah, dude. You s- not. I mean, before you tell me why, that felt like one of the most pure, healthy intros you've ever done. What's going on? Yeah, you're looking vibrant. Huh. Well, guys, it, it could be, and I'm no expert on such matters, <laughs> but it could be. That I have recently started taking vitamins. Oh, and vitamins. I have felt myself becoming more and more powerful oh, ever gosh. since I started to take them. <laughs> what are you them. doing? Like A, B, C, D even? A collection? Could be could be even more. Later. I don't know what's in them. Fish they're, oil? They're gummy. They taste like blueberries. Are they one a day? One of their men's Vitacraves? They're not. They're all Because those are good, though. They are good. They're tasty. These are... a handful every these day. These are not good. <laughs> I grind them up, put them on top my of my food. My pee smells like orchard. <laughs> yeah, these are not good. They uh, they taste good in the moment, and then they definitely got that vitamin well, stink you. Yeah, after you swallow them. Enough. And now my whole, my whole medicine shelf in my closet yeah. smells like vitamins. Yeah, it's yeah. just in all my closet. clothes. Sorry. All my clothes stink. You hmm? keep your vitamins in your closet by your clothing. Yeah, they're right. It's right. It's off of my bathroom. Like you walk through my bathroom to get to my closet and there are no cabinets. I mean, mean, it's not, it's not strange enough to harp on to me, but it's not something I've heard of. It's almost strange enough to harp on to me. Okay. So the way it works is in my bathroom, right? There's a big long counter. There's a big shiny mirror uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. There's cabinets underneath uh-huh. in which I put my soaps uh-huh. and my extra toiletries. Uh-huh. And then in the closet, which is connected to that room, uh-huh. there are long shelves on the wall. Full of shirts. On that, no, no, no. I hang up the things in the closet. Yeah. On that wall are things like Vitamins. candles that we have not burned yet. And things like, there's my extra deodorant for when I run out of this deodorant. Oh, you're and so things prepped. like, here is our Tylenol. Here is our Tums. So it's here a med- is medicine our cabinet. Almost. It's a medicine cabinet. Do what you can. I mean, the house... Which is now the new Casa de Chunk, which is my own casa. There's not a lot of storage. Actually, Jordan, do you want to open the door behind you and tell me what that is? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those shelves are like an inch deep. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what I was expecting. It was not that. I think it used to be where an ironing board was stored. Oh, like fold out? Yes. But now, because there are no... Places to store Dude, that anything. That would be a skinny ironing board. I don't know. I don't know. But that now it's it's so it was put some shelves in there for all of your thinnest of needs. Say, just Lego minifigures on those shelves. <gasps> just line them that's up next to each other. Idea. Actually, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. But yes, I'm the hunk because I am now more powerful right, than either one of you. Yeah, you are certainly. 
Uh, speaking of things we're still talking about, or rather not yet talking about, we're doing a movie this week. We decided yeah, that that yeah, would yes. be a good idea. And it's dramatic. It's dramatic. It's the drama winner in the drama category for the Teens Choice Awards. You want to uh, tell everybody what those movies in that category were? Yes. So what the movie we're talking about today defeated in the category were movies such as Whiplash, mm-hmm. mm. The Fighter, mm-hmm. Manchester by the Sea, mm-hmm. which great movie, but. Not too bummed to not spend an hour talking yeah, about that. Yeah, I don't know that I was emotionally ready for that movie. And Sicario, which was that Denis Villeneuve? It is, yeah. It is. It's, it's one of our boy. favorite actors, Jordan's favorite here on the podcast. A director, but yeah. Actors. <laughs> director. <laughs> the movie that won in the movie we're talking about today, though, of course, is The, the King's, King's Speech. Speech. Oh, man. Doge, do you have something to toss my way by way of uh, a synopsis? I do. And let me tell you, it's going to be a little different than it usually is right now. I feel like it almost is never not different at this point. Uh, I like well, different. I'm unpredictable, baby. Two Says years. Vitamins. Two years. We've got to mix it up. It's the vitamins. My brain is so much smarter now. <laughs> Cerebro. He's playing 4D synopsis. Yes. This week's synopsis comes from IMDb. There is no author. Uh, it sprung fully formed from the head of Zeus. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it says, the story of King George VI his impromptu ascension to the throne of the British Empire in 1936, and the speech therapist who helped the unsure monarch overcome his stanner. Overcome his stammer. Nope, that's not what you said. That was so on board. I know. But, so that's accurate, right? It's a pretty great synopsis, actually. It's a great one. The puzzling thing to me is the first review for this movie on IMDb. It's the first one. Or is this the one that shows up to the top? This shows up first. When you click on the review section, this is the one that's at the very top. Interesting. Because it's had the most interactions or something, maybe? This review is titled, If Forrest Gump Was Born in a Royal Family. What? No. They write, a story like this would very easily convey the message that any moron can do the job of the (gasps) king of England. Probably better than the king himself. If you take it all apart, he is no better intellectually than Homer Simpson or even Forrest Gump. And above that, he can't even speak. Uh, oh no. A uh, blank like this can still pull out the job of being the king without a problem. Who is this? Dude. The greatness of this film is that despite the normal thinking above, it managed to manipulate our emotions into actually feeling that we have a great and righteous it's king true. and root for him. Marvelous. Years ago, when people used the phrase king's speech, they probably would be referring to the I have a dream speech. There's going to be some ambiguities after this movie. Guys, this person wrote all of that. And then said, eight out of 10 stars. What? Oh my goodness. That's not even the most offensive thing. It's far from the most offensive thing about this. this Are is you a, serious? This is a weird energy to Isn't come into a review. This, this podcast is very much about love what you love. We practice it. We preach it. We have even had conversations around how to talk to people about movies that y'all don't have the same opinion. Yeah. This is an exception. This feels ignorant yeah. and mean. This guy needs to go. What? And that the wildest thing He's to me the, is- That's the whole point. All of the things that this person wrote, eight out of 10 stars. The wildest thing to me is I don't want to, to be that, loved by this person because I wouldn't feel it. it yeah, would that's be, fair. Yeah, it would be a back fair. and forth. That sucks. I hate this guy. Get out. So let's talk about what we thought about it instead of this- Please. Absolute goober from IMDb. Goober is a like, great word. <laughs> it's like the re-manifestation of his older brother. <laughs> So this is, uh, here's, here's the I deal. I think Guy Pierce wrote that review. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Colin Firth, I have a weak spot for. I think I love him in everything. I He's find great. him in Not a very good singer charming. in uh, Mamma Mia. Correct. But no one but Meryl Streep is, so. Correct. 
That's another podcast. <laughs> no, Amanda uh, Seafried. Seafried. The she men. Oh, just the men are bad. Yeah, Pierce, Meryl, Meryl Pierce, Pierce Brosnan is the worst. I would say Woo. Meryl Streep is the, the best worst. of the men. Mm, Sir Meryl. I was saying <laughs> Sir Meryl. Knighted. Um, I love Colin Firth. I love Jeffrey Rush. Like this movie is. Yeah, it's got all the right ingredients. And boy, howdy, the stew at the end is delectable. Yeah, yeah it's real um, good. I think this was the. F- fourth time I've seen this movie mm. and I think I like it more every time. This was it's the really first good. for me. Yeah. The first time I've ever seen I'm, this. I'm really interested that. to hear about your journey through this. Real similar to what I thought about Bridesmaids. Okay. <laughs> How did you, did you know anything about what this movie was about going in? Yes. You did? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's, that's cause I, when I first watched this, I didn't know anything about it. So I was just wondering. I knew that it was King George the yeah. sixth. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think something something for us to just have on our minds before we dive into the movie itself. Cause we're talking about genres with teens choice awards, right? The drama genre is by far the most decorated yeah. in awards sure. history. The funnel might also maybe be the widest. Also very for wide things to fit into the drama category. Exactly. Because drama doesn't mean that something can't be funny in it. Right. Just as the King's speech is funny at parts. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it can't be a little bit of a thriller, but there's just something, I think drama, do y'all feel like it is more just storytelling? I think drama has to do with with where the stakes of the story are. Maybe. You You know, because like, even though this is wartime, World War II, United Kingdom, the stakes are personal stakes. Mm -hmm. Rather than save the world or defeat the monster or like fall in love. Yeah. Like, like I know? wouldn't call this a political or a war movie no. by any means. No. Um, do you think that maybe this is a different conversation, but do you think that maybe there's a temptation with uh, movie makers to try and uh, shoehorn the word drama into their genre classification in order to be taken more seriously? Possibly. Uh, something I tells me so. like yeah, any director that I feel like makes consistently good movies almost feels too good to have to worry about that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're kind of doing a lot of movies like that. So yeah, it's really interesting, but that's why I think people get excited when, uh, get out does so well. Yeah. And it's, it's cause it's something new. They still like the dramas that are up there. Sure. Well, it's like it's when we talked nice. about shape of water and yesterday's yes. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Something being good doesn't have to make other things be bad. You know, right. like get out doesn't mean that all get out doing well doesn't mean that every drama movie that year was mm. bad. It's say that again louder for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do think that's important. Right. Yeah. Something doesn't have to uh, step onto the heads of the other things around it in order to be viewed as good. And I think that's yeah. important. That's great. Uh, doesn't really have anything to do with the King speech, but yeah, 100. still important to say. So this movie starts with uh, the piece of music that comes back over and over again uh-huh. throughout this movie. Uh, I love this music so much. The soundtrack to this movie is incredible. Have you seen The Fall? The Fall. It is fantastic. It is inside the mind of a little girl that is in a, uh, like, veteran hospital. It's really interesting. Very, very interesting. The guy who plays, who's the guy who plays, um, he's the number one villain in Guardians of the Galaxy. That actor. Uh, Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Lee Pace is the lead in this, and he's a soldier. Um. And he's, I think he's telling her a story. Anyways, it's super imaginative, but this main, this Beethoven, I think this main song that keeps coming up with the piano is one of the main ones there, but it's, that is a low key. That'd be a fun thing to talk about someday of like movies that nobody talks about. Yeah. That might've affected you, but yeah, I I love it too. Oh, it's just so good. And it like, I think it sets the tone for this movie very well. Um, there's something so like heartwarming about this movie. It feels for a drama. It, it really feels like. So sweet. 
it's yeah. it's a refreshing because I feel like dramas that are like kind of Oscar baity are always huge Bleak. bummers. Yeah. yeah. And it was refreshing that this wasn't yeah. a huge bummer. Well, yeah. I think it's the I think it's the focus because what is happening in the world of this movie is a huge bummer. Huge. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're focusing on a specific relationship. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of the best drama movies are the ones that stand out to me the most are these situations of like teacher and student. Because I think everyone can yeah, relate to true. the fact of not wanting to be able to do something and being so discouraged that you can't do it. Yeah. And there's that impactful person in your life that like, I, I think of the cry in uh goodwill hunting between oh, yeah. uh, Matt Damon fault. and Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah. It's not your fault. Like all these different situations, whiplash, which was another yeah. sure, nominee here for mm-hmm. teens choice awards, does the same thing yeah. that we're seeing with Jeffrey Rush and Colin Firth. And I think it's impactful. What it's I think is so unique yeah. here is the power dynamic between these two people. Right. Um, and so when Albert first shows up and is very, you know, here's the ground rules. Here's how you refer to me. Here's how this is going to work. And then Lionel says, well, I hear you, but no, right. You're coming to me. Yeah. And we're, we're equals in this room, you know, outside of this room, whatever, but in this room we're equals and here's how it's going to, I'm, I think that's what separates this from something like, uh, a whiplash or, um, dead poets. I think it's the, the power dynamic of, we're friends, but I'm your instructor, but you're my king. But mm-hmm. like, it's this weird, yeah. it's so nebulous and, um, there's no real, uh, precident for this kind of relationship. I've never seen anything quite like this. In yeah. I couldn't think the only microscopic moments I get are things like, uh, I was trying to think of when is a moment that someone who's not a big deal taught someone who's a huge deal, a lesson. I think like when we're at the first meeting of like the fellowship of the ring, like when Gandalf yeah. does yeah. that off screen look that he's like, wow, Frodo, I'm learning so much from this guy yeah. who has no weight in the world. Yeah. The least of these kind of things, but yeah, it, you don't get it a lot. Sure. Um, so I think for me, I'd love to spend some time. I mean, the, the this movie sets up a lot of things really well between, um, just introducing us to Albert's uh, speech impediment very early on. Um, to Which, by the way, is incredibly well acted and delivered. I mean, he, unbelievable. He won an Oscar for yeah. this role, but it's unbelievably good. If somebody's seen this for the first time, I could not believe how good it was. I think I saw that he had a good friend that basically has the profession now or at that time that Lionel does. It's his sister. In the movie. Oh, it's actually his yeah, sister. His sister. Uh, kind of was helping teach him. In reverse. Right. That's the interesting thing, right? Is that, that Colin Firth had to mirror Birdie's journey in reverse. Yeah. That's super cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. And and again, the word that keeps coming to mind about this movie is just unique. It just sort of sits in its own little alcove for me. Yeah. Um, kind of on its own. Um, but yeah, we get the introduction at, um, what is it? A racetrack, right? I can't remember. Yeah. It's for a horse race. I think. Yeah. Uh, we get the the introduction of the the blinking light. Oh yes, um, this is one of. So I'm not typically an enormous Helena Bonham Carter fan. I like her. I don't love her. She's so good in this. Yeah, she's great. She was very busy around this time. She was between coming Alice to this in set. Wonderland, right? Well, yes. Uh, it's funny because she's playing two different queens, right? Uh, but uh, she's also filming the both parts of the Deathly Hallows at this time. Yeah. Oh, so she was making the yeah. big moolah. But she, she was, was doing everywhere. a lot. Yeah, sure. She's great. Um, but I, I think her and Colin Firth's relationship is really well portrayed. Yeah, I agree. Um, if it feels like I'm burning through this, it's because I am, because I want to get to 
the, the room. I want to get to Lionel's office. Um, so we, we see very quickly, we see sort of some of the struggles. Um, and we see, uh, birdie with a different doctor who, uh, he does not like my fair lady here. It comes up again in our podcast. Goodness gracious. The marble scene is what that makes me think of. Like that was an ancient way of like trying to get you to speak well. The sound of the marbles in his mouth. I don't know if it was the sound of marbles against teeth, Uh, but to me it was. And it hurt. How did you, cause I know you have a a particular, uh, revulsion toward mouth noises. There's a lot of mouth sound in this. How'd you feel about all the mouth noises in this one? Um, I think the hardest ones are the ones that he has, like as he's stuttering, like as he's caught yeah. right yeah. there. That's just like the back of the throat stuff. But it is not nearly like the slow eating of fruit that you get in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's the worst mouth scene Those, I think in the yeah, world. It's yeah. a bad mouth scene. Yeah. yeah, but no, it it wasn't unbearable. Yeah, but I remembered. I I, I had a flashback to the first time I saw it of like. <laughs> a fear that I wasn't going to be able to get through this good movie. Yeah. yeah. Simply because of that. That very first speech when he does the like, <clears throat> yeah. And oh, I think it, oh, that was, cause sometimes it's not as, I think it's, it's, it's worse when he's at a mic and I think sure. that's on purpose. Yeah. Because it's like, everything is every magnified like uh, tongue yeah. Yeah, slurp yeah, yeah. or whatever. Right. Adam, Adam's dealt with that a lot. Yeah. Adam, Adam just has a- every mouth sound we make transmitted directly to his eardrums. The crazy thing is that we have to edit out all the pauses that we have between words. Otherwise, Ah, uh, people would hear them in our episodes. Ah, <laughs> uh, people. Ah, uh, people. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sucker for like underdogs who isn't obviously. Um, but the idea that this guy who is so different than everybody they've tried could be the one to solve this problem yep. for them is so immediately interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and it helps that it's Jeffrey Rush who is. Who is my super pump? Yeah, that makes sense. Jeffrey to me. Rush is far and away to me. He, he didn't win. That's wild. I don't understand. To me, he absolutely carries this movie, and not that not that Colin Firth doesn't do an incredible job because right. Colin Firth also carries this movie. But there's something absolutely magnetic about Jeffrey Rush every time he's on Agreed. screen. The way that his his character feels fully integrated. We talk a lot about acting with your whole body and your whole self. Yeah. 100% feels like he's doing that. And the way that he understates that he almost underacts uh, Lionel Logue to give Colin Firth more room to win an Oscar. Yeah. It's unbelievably yeah. good. Well, yeah. it's almost like he was playing. It's, it's weird. There's a lot of inception in this movie because it's like Colin Firth is doing the reverse to actually play the role. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush is doing things that Lionel did to help George. That feels like it's helping Colin Firth in the movie. Yeah. yeah I love that. But yeah. he's, he's phenomenal. Oh did anybody gosh. think Barbosa throughout the movie? I, d- I, no. I mean, knowing who he is, yes, there's moments. There's sometimes it's when I see his nose. Cause there's the a, a part of me that always like such a good that's pirate, probably nose. a prosthetic nose in pirates, right? Like how they gave nope. Gandalf a prosthetic nose. Nope. That's his real sniffer. Homie just that's got that nose. That's <laughs> he, got snoot. That, he got that honker. I think it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always fun to see an actor playing an actor. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Does that, uh-huh. I wonder if that just gets in their head. I mean, well, the fact like so. the way that he is able to act like a not great actor at that audition scene yeah. is oh, so interesting. Y'all yeah. got to watch Parasite. Anyway, <laughs> it ties in. Is he in it? Yeah. Shared universe confirmed. Shows up <laughs> with Lionel Logue. <laughs> that was the most country way I've ever said that name. Jeffrey Lionel, Rush Lionel shows Logue. up as Lionel Logue. Lionel Logue. I'm Luke well, Bryan. Here he Bryan. is again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's my speech impediment. Actual accidental <laughs> southern. <laughs> oh man. Um so much of what happens in this room is 
so interesting and I'm trying not to sprint to my favorite. So I'm, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. <laughs> um, no, the favorite was last year. Yeah. That was nominated true. last also year. A good movie. Good we movie. get so much character development between these two and their relationship inside of this room. Yeah. Um, that I almost could do with a spinoff. That's just every voice lesson they have. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They do such a creative job of going through the voice lessons. Yeah. It almost feels like this, uh, I don't know why Mulan is one of the first things I think of, like during the training, you know, like it's, yeah. it's the montage. Sure. Um, yeah. But the way that they choose to, and specifically, I don't know if this is the one that you're waiting on. I think I know what you're waiting on to Maybe. talk about, but I'm when, when they actually blares the music. Oh yeah. So and we get the revelation here. Like the fact that we, we, how they choose. And I guess this is the editing process. <clears throat> I'm not totally sure, but how they are choosing to, to show us or have us listen to, like the perspective changes. Yeah. yeah, And I really like that. Yeah. They turn the music up all the way to where it's not necessarily revealed to us how well he did. Until we hear it later. With the Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. Until we hear it later. But I, I thought that was really creative and subtle. It's Sometimes I feel like I watch movies that are trying too hard. You can tell when someone's trying too hard to be creative. Yeah. It's yeah. like they're trying to be so far outside the box. The stuff that gets me the most personally is the like really subliminal things. The, the minor, minor things like that. I think it is... And this sounds so pretentious, but here we go. I think it's a delicate touch is the key here. You know, don't, don't slather on to tell me how creative you are. Let me come to the conclusion of, wow, that was a really unique way to yeah, show me see, this thing. I agree with that. There's something about the delicate touch of this, but then there's also the like over the top, intentionally very stylistic touch of things like baby driver, which we're going to talk about in two sure, weeks, which is like, that's style. I, though, I equally love different. that. Yeah. To me, yeah. style is Style is when heavy handedness is intentional. Yeah. And what I'm talking about is when it's like trying to ram down your throat, like, aren't I so creative? Sure. Yeah. And I just think it's different. I don't know. I, I can't draw a a real tangible distinction. And so maybe it's not even worth going into so much, but I know it when I see it, like what the difference is. Um, so the, the interesting thing about this movie to me is that Albert's story, uh, George, the sixth's story is so interesting politically and is not even the most interesting thing about what we're watching here. Right. Like the man who didn't want to be King who kind of was forced into it because his brother was selfish. Yeah. It's interesting that this is the story we tell in this movie. You know what I mean? Because there's a whole other like political aspect of it. That's also interesting and, and hugely important. Yeah. Uh, did you guys read any of the IMDb trivia about oh, yeah. this movie? So Lionel Logue, uh, his grandson, nine weeks before this movie started filming, found a box in the attic full of 100 letters from King George to Wow. Like over a hundred. Yeah, it was over a hundred. Yeah. Proving their friendship, all these different, there were scenes and dialogue from the movie directly taken from those letters and from Lionel's journal. Wow. So for instance, at the very end when he's like, uh, you did stutter on the W and he says, well, I had to throw one in. So they knew it was me. It was taken verbatim from Lionel's recounting wow, of that day. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so much of this stuff, it's easy to look at these things and go, that's probably embellished. And I, I think I like the fact that maybe their friendship was this real and like this cool. Yeah. I think that's what we love about drama too. Sure. It's like, there's still a realism to what feels unrealistic. Sure. Like there's definitely plenty of relationships that I think we've had. I mean, to be honest, like sitting here right now, like the fact that we're doing this and like looking at our history of like me knowing Jordan and Doge and Adam, but now we're here and getting to do this fun. Like there's still, there's these moments where it just feels so saturated with 
like things you can't define. That's why it's tough. I like pause and it's like, there's, it's so special. Like it's a really cool relationship. I don't know. And, and you get that. And I think yeah. that's what I love so much about history. And we talked about that, of uh, the drama genre, like it's influence. Uh, a lot of the times dramatic movies are based off of history. It's yeah. like, yeah. uh, movies, uh, movies, I, I guess I would just say film in general clumping in like TV as well sure. and even documentaries yeah. and stuff does a really good job of like showing us things and accentuating a little bit stuff. We didn't really know like yeah. more personal things of things that were a big deal. And I, I thought it was funny. One of the trivia things that I saw is, and here's a, a testament to the history of like best actor winners, Colin Firth, uh, in the Oscars, yeah. the previous winner gives the award to, so he would give to actress, actress would then give to actor for the next year. So he gives it to, uh, Meryl, Meryl Streep, Streep for yeah. the Iron Lady, Margaret and Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher, yeah. who then gives it to the President of the United States, Daniel Day Lewis, for Abraham Lincoln. And so, like, <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. this, yeah, it's this historical figure type thing. Gary Oldman, my favorite actor ever, does Churchill and won two years ago yeah. for doing Winston Churchill. This we'll, happens. We'll talk about Churchill later. Yeah, I think. all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. Um, and I think I actually read we can be done with IMDb trivia, but um, I, I I think I <laughs> welcome read to IMDb trivia the podcast because of. <laughs> Only because of the string of profanity during one of the lessons, this movie was given an R rating. Yeah. And uh, because it was given an R rating, it continued a five-year streak of R-rated Best Picture winners. Yeah. Huh. Uh, only because of that one scene. That's yeah. interesting. Which is super cool. And they there was a cut that they tried to take it out, but... I, I don't think they should have. I don't think they should have either. No, it's really, I agree. again, unique. Like, seeing that, uh, I love the idea of like... Well, and who's offended by that? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I who are you, who I are know. you pleasing if you take that out? Yeah, yeah I know. But uh, I guess the MPAA probably. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. The ones who give you the rating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, but it's just so interesting to me watching the story of, you know, hey, you don't stutter when you're angry. What's the deal? So that's going to bring me, I can't hold off anymore. I want to talk about it. Um, my favorite scene, this is my super pump for this movie. Um, I didn't know it was going to be until watching it last night and just realizing how much I love it. And it's just this combination of the performance from Jeffrey Rush and Colin Firth together, but it's the scene right after Bertie's dad dies and oh, he shows up to his lesson, which Lionel didn't think he was going to be there for. And it's when he's sitting down and he's having a hard time talking about his childhood and he wants to put the glue on the airplane and Lionel tells him, well, if you can't speak it, then sing it. He says, I'm not going to sing it. And they go back and forth for a while about singing it. And he's trying to talk about the way his nanny treated him when he was a kid. And he, it's this one specific moment where Colin Firth sings to Swanee river. (laughs) Then she wouldn't feed me. Yeah, dude. Goodness gracious. I don't know why I get chills thinking about it. I don't know why it's this little thing. You see it on my arm. (laughs) It's just this performance of this thing that is so silly and goofy and an interesting way to overcome this, um, speech problem that he has combined with like realizing really for the first time, maybe where a lot of his insecurity comes from. Yeah. And just when he does it and she wouldn't feed me far, far away. I mean, uh, Uh, it's so good. And Jeffrey Rush's reaction of, okay, now you can put the paint on or the glue on. And it's just, he just continues. They don't, they don't stay on it. They don't spend a lot of time on it, but I think that's when they become friends. I love that light touch that the movie doesn't dwell on that stuff. You know what I mean? And that's hugely foundational and important to talk about in the story of King George the sixth, but it doesn't dwell on that. We don't try to fix it. We just say this happened and you can still be your own person. And this movie isn't, we're not supposed to think this is a lens to their exact relationship and it gave us everything about their relationship. Yeah. 
So there could have been a time that they talk more in depth about that kind of stuff. But there's also some of my best friendships are the ones that know my soul and my spirit well enough to know that's not something we talk about. Yeah. Right. If I share it, like, it's like, wow, that was a big deal for him. And maybe it comes up later. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that you just don't. My super pump is Colin Firth. And it, and it's that scene was a big one for Ooh. me. That's when I knew it was happening because it is so unique. I mean, you talk about, that's the kind of thing to where if someone's listening to this episode, unless they can like hear the emotion in our voice, if they have not seen the movie, it sounds kind of strange. Yeah, definitely it really does to say that that's what stood <laughs> out to you. But that's, that's when it was just like, it feels like everything was aligned. The writing, where the camera was sitting, like the conversation between these two, the acting job, especially with Colin Firth, that that this was like very significant. And mm-hmm. I think that it kind of takes you by surprise. Um, but understanding the dynamic of these lessons and their relationship already, which is this isn't even maybe the halfway point. Is it the halfway point? It's not Just far about, into the movie, but yeah. we've we've gotten so much about the two of them in such little time, which is, is not easy to do. It doesn't feel like. Yeah. It's so condensed. It really is like a friendship vitamin dose. You know all about that. I know so much <laughs> about that. That was one of the supplements. Vitamin, my vitamin I'm taking yes. friendship, vitamin friendship. Yeah. Which is always good. And much like this is about halfway through our movie. We are about halfway through this episode, which means it's time to, uh, step on to the shout announcements, express chugga, chugga, choo, choo <laughs> into the station. Here we go. Chugga, chugga. And welcome to Shop Announcements. Would you like a treat from the trolley, love? (laughs) (laughs) It's the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. I got got one that's bogey flavor. (laughs) Kind of giving mixed metaphors here, I think, a little. I want to. Yeah, this is the weirdest Harry Potter movie I've ever seen. (laughs) I want to give a shout out to us. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to us here at Two Chunks and a Hunk. Our Patreon is live and it has been live for a week at this point by the time this episode comes out and it is in fuego. We have all quit our jobs and traveling (laughs) the world. (laughs) Fast shaking. I'm living out of the back of my Honda CRV. Ooh. And my Civic has no room for that. <laughs> you can so join me in kept, mine. Yeah, I got my other job as well. <laughs> um, but the Patreon has already been so much fun. Yeah, it really has. And we actually, Secret, just recorded and released an extra special bonus episode. Surprise. Again. Mm. So that's uh, that's just the kind of wacky stuff you can expect <laughs> when you're uh, <laughs> subscribed to our Patreon and become a patron and an official Chunky, much like Andre and Lauren and Claudia did. Just picking three random names to give Love a big what up to. They're uh, they're already on board. Love y'all. So seriously, it's so cool and fun. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody who's thank on board you. already. And to those of you who aren't on board already, what you awesome. doing? Thank you. I mean, yeah, yeah thank you. And I would say, don't forget to rate and review. Mm. We are a month away from the opportunity to Ooh. Ooh, man. Uh, apply to become Rotten Tomatoes critics. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomato. Perhaps some way we need to... How do you, how do you like... How do you... <laughs> how do you... There's like a honk of the car. Um, it's like the W. It's a stammering W. Mm-hmm. Just so people know we're real. Uh, how do you generously... Like, is there a way to sugarcoat a threat... I feel like if, we can find out if mm. we've been talking about this for so long and the Chunkies find out that Rotten Tomatoes said no. It's going to, I mean, listen, Rotten Tomatoes, we're not going to hurt you, but I can't promise they won't. <laughs> I don't. 
don't know that legally we can say that. Listen, we can't Rotten for sure. Tomatoes. We're not going to hurt you. And they also won't. won't. They won't either. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hey, Biden tomatoes. Uh, your tomatoes are uh, smushed. Too far. <laughs> Definitely follow us. Subscribe, rate, review. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us home. Follow us. Nope. <laughs> don't do that. And I'm Doge, and I don't have anything to say for this part. Back to the show! We're back! The train pulled into the station That's where it goes. of the regular show. There it back is. to Here it. we are. And we got off it. We sure did. <laughs> we know trains. Didn't step on the tracks, because that's government property, Can't and you do. shouldn't take your senior pictures there. Ooh. I want to talk about Guy Pierce. I love him as an actor. Um, I feel like he is incredibly underutilized. I agree. In this movie. I agree. I did not care for him in this. Um, and I'm going to toss my super dump his way. Um, literally here's why I couldn't think of a super dump for yeah. this movie. So I'm just going to, sorry guy. I love you. I'm just going to dump it on you. Um, and yeah. that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I mean, it feels like there was a better way to still make sure that all the attention is on Colin Firth in the movie. Yeah. But still give us a little bit more because that was a significant was. thing about his life. It already was on him though. Like yeah. he's their protagonist. We're, we don't need help paying attention to him more than other characters. Right. Well, especially but because I, it's Colin Firth. Like, yeah, I think it is valuable at least to whether we take Guy Pierce out of it completely or not know the dynamic there. Sure. Cause yeah. Colin Firth didn't have to be in the position that he's in. Yeah. It's just his brother was, they don't look like brothers very much to me. No. I don't buy well, that they're brothers. Uh, he's actually seven years younger than Colin Firth, too. So he's supposed Colin to be Firth older is brother. much older than I thought that he was. He yeah. will be 60 this year. Really? Yeah. He's just it's older than I thought he was, too. He's just beautiful. But yeah, Mark. Hollywood 60 is real life 25. Yeah. So. Oh, their, oh, dad, their dad is Dumbledore, though. Yeah, yeah their dad is Dumbledore. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Michael. Michael Gambon. Gambon. Yeah. Still kicking, by the way. Yeah. I still don't, I still don't head out the door before I go to work without putting my gamble on. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're missing out on. If you don't subscribe to our Patreon feed, (laughs) if you're an official chunky, you could get even more of that. Oh, mainline right to the veins, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yikes. (laughs) So I actually did read that, uh, in in real life. (laughs) Proud of you. (laughs) I love, I love it. It's a new thing. I did read. I promise. Um, Elizabeth, uh, Albert's wife, mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth banned, uh, David and what's her name? Wallace from England yeah. for wow. life. Wow. Because she blamed him for the early death of Albert, which, hmm. Because she said a lot of people would say there's another blame there, but the cigarettes. Yeah. Well, but her, her reasoning is he ramped up his smoking oh. because of the stress of it a job like that he was not to prepared for. A day. Yeah. Um, Woo. and so, um, he was only allowed back for Albert's funeral and for, uh, their mother's funeral. Mm. And then I guess she like signed an executive order to allow them both to be buried on Royal grounds. But wow. like they were not welcome back after this. Yeah. Wow. Which is pretty nuts. I mean, and, and it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, the scene where he talks about every king in England's history 
their predecessor was either dead or dying and mine is alive and well and totally fine and yeah. just shirked his responsibility. And he could yeah. come back. Yeah. Right. Jeez. I mean, the, the pressure there had to be immense on a guy who already felt less than. The royal family is so interesting. Just that so whole process. I mean, we're sitting in like yeah. current day. That, that's still making headline news with yeah. the whole Harry, Harry and, and Meghan yeah. thing. Um, but that seems a lot more peaceful. Yeah. Speak, yeah. Speaking of the interests of the of the royal family, that also has won. We talked about like political Oscars. This was the only time that a uh, parent child portrayal have both won like best actor, best actress. Helen Mirren would later win for the queen hmm. who plays Elizabeth, who is the daughter of George the sixth. Yeah. So this oh, is the yeah. first time. Uh, the two little girls in this movie actually look like sisters. They yes, really like do. We did such a good job casting them yeah. and such a weird choice with yeah. the, the, with Albert and uh, what's his brother's name? David, David, David. Uh, yeah. at King Edward. Yeah. Was his name. Yeah. 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 Um, sure. And those two little girls, uh, Adorable. Yeah. They're saying, hey, that's cute. your queen. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. She's your queen. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, speaking of things I don't want in this movie, uh, I'm going to show you guys a picture of Winston Churchill from this movie. This is Winston Churchill in this movie. Mm. Every yeah. time he was on screen, that's what I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> that is Spencer Breslin in the Santa Claus 2. The decertification <laughs> process has begun. <laughs> Winston Churchill just looks like Spencer Breslin in this movie. Winston Churchill is out of place. He is in place in history. He is a cartoon in this this movie. Is this your super dump? This is my super dump. dump. Mine too. Uh, He is a caricature. An absolute cartoon. He is like propaganda Churchill yes. that the Nazis would use. Yes, that, like, absolutely. Eats German babies. Yes. Like, this was like, oh my gosh. it felt so out of place to me because yeah. it was like, everybody's talking. Yes. And I think we should do this. And then he comes, he's like, well, Daniel, don't forget I, to put his lousy. I had a speech impediment too. <laughs> and he's a big, he's a big personality. Luckily, I turned it into an advantage. <laughs> he's, he's, uh. He's a big personality, right? One of the yeah. bigger personalities in history. Of yeah. the 20th century, for sure. But this felt overacted <laughs> from a good actor. Especially once we have Gary Oldman a few years later. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't get that. That's oh, okay. he felt like a cartoon to me. Absolutely Same. out of place. Yeah, I, I think for me, a lot of it was just in contrast to sort of the... Um, smaller personality of Albert and the people yeah. around him. Yeah. Um, it's uh, interesting. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm, speaking I, of interesting. So Helena Bonham Carter's character. Yes. Has a conversation with Churchill at yes. one point. This is crazy because Helena Bonham Carter's great grandfather was the prime minister. Right. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah. That is crazy. Cool. Yeah. Like yeah, just the lineage like- that is, I mean, obviously still there, but it's like, why is that a bigger deal to me to be like, Yep. Great grandfather was the president. It would be yeah. like if I was I in a know. movie playing um, the guy in charge of the post office for the city of Nas- Nashville. Um, cause my, yeah. Cause my grandpa was a, a, a mailman in Nashville. Man, nice. And would that one also be called the King's speech? Cause that sentence was hard to get out. King speech. King I, post office. My King's speech. I, I took the sh from Nashville and put it in <laughs> office. <laughs> I misplaced my sh. Where's my sh? Y'all see my sh? Can't find it anywhere. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Uh the coronation is a pretty intense scene, but before we get there, 
Um, I would like to talk about the uh, the reconnection between Lionel and Albert after they have a. This is what out. we needed, though. This like we needed to. We talk about how like sweet this movie is, and it doesn't feel too much is on the line. But their relationship is centric, so exactly. it's not it's yeah. not as much about how. Oh no! Is the is Adolf about to take over the world? Right. It's like, are they going to be friends? Right. Which yeah. is really interesting, but it's not slapping the war in the face. Sure. Yeah. That's not a big deal. Well, and I like that. So this is a delicate line to walk in a lot of movies. We talk about where people just don't talk to each other and the conflict feels like it would be over with a conversation. This one is literally that, but that's the point. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Albert is, he's mean here, uh, mm-hmm. but he's mean because he's guarded and well, hurt and that's and his past. So that, that's right. a reaction to anyone who didn't love him, how they would act. Right. That's um, all he knows. And the, the scene where, uh, Elizabeth and Albert show up to Lionel's house to apologize. And then uh, what's his wife's name? I don't remember his wife's name. Lionel's um, oh. starts with an M doesn't matter. Minel with Minel and Lionel when Minel shows back up and the music is playing and her reactions are so good. And Lionel's <laughs> hiding behind the door and yeah. Albert calls him a coward. All of this is, it was it, almost my super pump. This whole scene, like Very good. this is another perfect sequence to me. Um, it's so funny. And lighthearted, but also it feels like everything is okay again. Yeah. After we get that, you know, 10 minutes of screen time where things are not yeah. looking great. Yeah. Um, and so I think it sets up the coronation stuff perfectly to understand why Albert would be okay. Eventually just sort of brushing off his lack of qualifications. Yeah. Um, because they've already been through that and they're, you know, they've made up already. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I love how Lionel is not afraid to bring him down a peg. I'd love yes. to know in his heart of hearts how he actually felt in those moments, like historically. Like if he yeah. was terrified. Sitting on the throne, you know. And when they turn around and he's sitting on it and he's like, oh, I can't sit. People carve their names. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think there's something there's something uh, Ryan Gosling and Crazy Stupid Love about how <laughs> brash he is in those moments. I feel that. Just so like, okay, now hang on. What if that was Jeffrey Rush in Crazy Stupid Love? Slapping Steve Carell in the face? Yeah. yeah I'd still be fine with that. <laughs> and instead, no. if it was Ryan Gosling <laughs> yeah. playing Lionel Logue. Ooh, yeah. Ryan Logue. So, Ryan Logue. So believable, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, very good. They'd have to do the prosthetic nose for certain. <laughs> After the coronation, uh, sort of everything finally ramps up to the speech of uh, the of title. the king. Yeah, the king. The, the speech, speech of the king. Um, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about sort of that setup just with the radio and the announcing of war and um, everybody just sort of gathered and nervous about whether or not Albert can do it and his immediate somebody get Lionel and get him here right now. Yeah. Um, this is all great kind of period stuff with oh the blimps. And there was a um, bit of a disconnect fear. for me, though, of of after he gives the speech, there's like the applause and like we are it's like we're supposed to feel happy. But then we've also watched like Lionel right before he left his house, look at his sons who are about Fighting to go age. die. Yeah. 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 I think, I think there was a place for it though. I would imagine that having been something cause people wanted a leader and in a monarchy, you don't have a choice. Like it's yeah. not right. like you just decide someone else is going to take his spot. And so it, it felt like so many eggs in this basket of something that wasn't even required. Like media all of a sudden created this strange accountability for world leaders. Yeah. yeah. And it's so crazy. And the nut on the other side was one of the best orators of all time. Right. Like that's why they show. That right. has to be why they show. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because you don't, I don't understand what he's saying. Obviously, I don't speak German, but I know his influence that he sure. had. Sure, yeah, well, and that's just persuasion. And I think that's a brilliant backdrop to set this story up against. For sure, is, and because we're, we're watching George watch Hitler, right? And yeah, the significance right. of it. Well, and so many times, how many times have we learned about Adolf Hitler and heard that a huge part of the reason that he was able to gain any sort of following is because he was this incredibly passionate speaker? Yeah. And then, and that's, that's been some of the, I mean, yeah, you can even do serial killers. Like sure. Charles Manson is the same way. It's just people who communicate well, have this kind of influence. Yeah. And now all this, like, there's always that talk too. It's like, would Lincoln have won if there were debates? Like if there were yeah. like, even though he's an amazing speaker, he just didn't look the part. Right. And right. so that's, it's, yeah. that kind of stuff comes up with no, people's, people comedy say that that's why JFK won the election is because TV was around in such a, like intense way that he just yeah. looked young and he alive. was the only one on the debate stage who didn't look like he was sweaty and dying. Right. Yeah. right. Reagan was an actor. Yeah. So he, that obviously made him okay with the setting that he was in, yeah. which plays a massive part in becoming president. Yeah. Sure. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, as we head towards this final speech, it's, it's so strange here because um, when there's history, you know how things turn out. Right. You know, Maybe not everybody knows about all these things, but I, I knew going in that the speech works out mm -hmm. yeah. just because of how history is. And yet there's still so much drama present. And I think that there's no argument for anything other than it's just Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush bringing it. Yeah, absolutely. In yeah. This and, final scene. And the cuts were so good to show the people that are, we had a mix of just normal British citizens and people significant to both of them. Right. All listening in on this, knowing the weight uh, of it. And then just to see their reactions. It's, it's very well. Like I think the editing in that final speech, you had to feel like there was oh, a lot yeah. of weight in the movie making process. That's like, it's called this, right? Yeah. This is the namesake of the movie. This part right. has to be incredible. And I thought it was yeah. really thoughtful. I think they did a great job. Well, and I think we talked about it a little bit before. I'm such a sucker for, um, kind, caring and almost tender male friendships in movies. Just like when, when, guys in movies aren't just like fist bumping and watching things explode, but are like sharing a Corona. Yeah. Popping a Corona. Um, <laughs> anything they want really, as long as it's a Corona, but yeah. Um, <laughs> when the friendship is more like supportive and emotionally engaged and this scene of Lionel standing a foot and a half from Albert and just being like, breathe buddy, you, mm -hmm. you got this, which like, he would okay. do for every one of his speeches. Right. Uh -huh. I don't know, man. It's, it just touches me in such a particular way. It makes me really happy. Um, and so this whole scene, this movie's full of scenes that could have been my super pump, but this whole scene is just so good. It's so awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, and we get our, we get the song that I love again. Um, the green screen ain't great on the wave. Yeah. At the very end. Sure. It felt like, yeah, it felt like lifting up the, I don't know. For some reason, it felt like the ceremony at the end of Phantom of the Menace. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Phantom of the Menace. Get out. Whoa. Whoa. Get out of here. Phantom of the Menace is here. <laughs> Inside your mind. I'm not proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was turned into Vin Diesel by the end of it. It was like Vin Diesel if he was from Transylvania. Ugh. Vinsylvania. Transylvania. Transylvania. That's better. Yep. That's better. Guys, I think it might be time to rate this movie. Okay. I think you're right. To science. The scale? Yeah. What a unique suggestion. Let's do it this time. The scientific cinema scale is a trademark of two chunks and a hunk LLC. 
Uh, Doge is coaching me like Lionel Logue from the other side of the microphone. Thank you for your tender friendship. Your tenship. Friend or tenship. The scale is as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. poster. The next best thing, that's going to be buy it. Follow my rent it. After that is stream it. And then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God God hath forsaken forsaken us. I'm going to go first. Fine. Um... This movie for Jordan is uh, 10 out of 10. This is a perfect movie to me. So a stream. It's uh, Yeah, so it's going to be a forget it. Uh, this is up there for me with like Arrival, Silence of the Lambs, just these movies that are so good to me in my soul and my interests. So this is going to be a, an easy, easy poster for me. Um, no, no asterisk here. This was the first time I had seen this movie and I was worried it would not live up to the hype that had been set for it. And in many ways it didn't because it absolutely obliterated the hype that was set (laughs) for it. So this is going to be a poster for me as well. Yay! Awesome. I was hoping it would be. Absolutely wonderful. It's a buy for me. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I looked at movies like Arrival and Silence of the Lambs and this was not... And like we said, the certain weight that drama holds sure. on a movie, which maybe I guess Silence of the Lambs is our answer. If that's considered horror, it won Best Picture. Yeah. But it, yeah, it feels maybe. more drama. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. But like, I think a buy the poster in the drama category mm-hmm. needs to be one that is virtually flawless. And yeah. so I think every little minor actor in all of my favorite by the poster type dramatic movies is perfect and memorable. Right. The Guy Pierce's of the world, the Winston Churchill's, and a few other things sprinkled in there that just Spencer didn't Breslin's. seem quite there. Yeah, are the reason it was a buy for me. But sure. oh, is it close to a buy the poster? But it is a buy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. I think this is this is here's the word again: unique. It's quieter than a lot of posters that we've bought. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just sort of. It's almost like this movie's a little shy. Like it's just it's like <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. yeah, just a little I'm here. I'd love to hang out if you guys are okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What do you guys? I think that's part of the charm of it, though, is I that agree. it's it's understated yeah. and like everyone except for Colin Firth feels underacted in a good way, and yeah. nobody's trying to choose like scenery room or steal the scenes from right. him. Exactly. This definitely could be one of those movies. I'm sure we've all experienced it before that we've rated it, and immediately after we're like, I might. That's probably going to change someday. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's the great thing too about this scientific cinema scale, even though it'll be in our archive on our website yeah, and it stays there forever. There's parts of us that are like, I don't know why I rated it that, but I definitely regret some of those fast and furious posters. Yeah. (laughs) Not me. You posted a fast and furious movie. I think I had posted fast seven. That's amazing. I kind of want to watch them again. I almost bought the full box set on black Friday. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, that would have been a good, then you realize too fast, too furious has to be a part of that. Then I realized that was too fast and too furious for me. (laughs) And my wife would have very fastly been very furious with me for spending our money on that stuff. Next week is the sci-fi category. Science fiction. For the teens choice awards. Category. You can uh, (laughs) tune in. Do, Do we say what the movie is here? I don't remember. The yeah. Martian. The Martian. <laughs> the Martian. Uh, you can the hear me. You can hear me talk about a movie that I've will have watched for the first time. Wait. I can't believe he's never seen the Martian. Yeah, I've never seen the Martian. You've never seen the Martian. Never seen the Martian. Do you even like Mark Damon? Are you just trying to make? <laughs> 
Are you just trying to make this podcast more interesting? Be like, ooh, we've always got someone who hasn't seen the movie. <laughs> no, I really have never seen The Martian. And it, I'm excited to watch it because uh, I'm not happy that it won. Because it's time out, time out, time out. That's because you haven't seen it. Right. You don't get to have that opinion because you haven't. That we all know that's hey, not true. Hey, what if this time last week I had been like, man, I'm so mad the King's Speech won. You'd be like, dude, you haven't seen it though. Did Give you it vote, a chance. Did you vote for it? No. Okay. Why didn't you vote for it? Because I hadn't seen it. So you wanted something else to win? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I didn't vote oh, for The Martian because I haven't seen tits. it because I wanted something else to win. So I'm excited to watch it so that I can come in and go, wow, it really should have won. That's great. Or go, here's my other thing. Yeah. You know how the podcast works, Doge? Your, your favorite movie of 2017 was on this list. So I anticipate some Martian mineral salt on your opinion next week. Oh, yeah. My favorite movie of 2017 not only was on this list, but was in the sci-fi category specifically. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be a toughie, a toughie for the boy. Appro- appropriately dramatic into the drama episode. <laughs> to end this week's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name and a king that would have been funnier <laughs> as the main character of this movie. <laughs> cool. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan, and this is definitely narrow casting. The king of town from homestarrunner.com. Oh, yep. It's a mini I'm Doge, and we've had enough of these human kings. Mm. So I submit to you a new monarch, King Ranch Chicken, the casserole. <laughs> and it's just, it's a spicy, savory taste. Uh, that my, we all crave. My king is also not human, but it's pretty close. And who uh, are you? The orangutan. I'm Carter. Well, I want to be a man, man, girl. Yeah? King Louie. Mm. Who does want to walk he like you. to talk. And talk like you. Little did you know, the Jungle Book was written <laughs> as a fictional narrative to a retelling of King George VI. King Louie's here with me right now. King, King Louie, come Louis? in the room. Come on in. Come on in. I can't even talk like that. I don't, know what he, I don't remember what he talks like. Christopher Walken in the live action. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Be like you. So I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, I. Hey, so no, 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 that's, no, that's good. good. That's really good. Keep going. Someday you're gonna, you're gonna be queen and I'm not, I can't understand how you've lived to be now 200. You're going to live to be 200 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I'm I'm exhausted by this impersonation. (laughs) For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.